Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. Hands down, the biggest stumbling block that everyone has when it comes to organizing their pictures is they get totally caught up in the junk. They they decide, okay, today's my day. I'm going to tackle my photo organiz- organization. And they go straight to trying to clean up the junk. And sure, there, sure, we all want to get rid of junk. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is that it is truly an endless task. If you're going through a camera roll that has 60,000 items on it, for example, when are you ever going to hit the point where you feel ready to move on to the next step? You probably won't. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 71. In this episode, I'm chatting with Casey Von Stein, aka Miss Freddie, a professional photo organizer and self-professed geek about organization and technology. You'll walk away with simple tips to ensure your pictures are protected and new tools for your next photo project. Hey, Casey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Could you share a little bit about yourself to introduce um, you and your business to our audience? Yes. So my name is Casey Von Stein, but everyone calls me Miss Freddie. That's the name of my business. The, The nickname is kind of awkward and funny. But when I was born, I looked like Fred Flintstone. I had a very uh, thick mop of dark hair and dark eyes. And I was just this very serious looking baby. And my parents right away started calling me Fred. I became Freddie. And then I decided to embrace it and add the miss so people would know that I'm female. And <laughs> now that, now that's kind of one in the same. People call me Miss Freddie or they call me Casey. It's, I respond to all of it. But I am a professional photo organizer and I live in Colorado with my husband and two kids and, and our dog. And I work like internationally though. I don't actually have any local clients here in Colorado, but I work all via screen share around the world helping people organize their computer, organize their photos. And I take control of their computer no matter where they are and help them create backup systems and just tackle their digital photo mess. Very cool. I've been admiring your work for a long time now. And I know many of the members in our community follow you as well. And so I'm excited to hear more about what's going on in your world and the things that uh, you're interested in. So yeah, yeah, on the podcast, we always talk about one or two things that's exciting you right now, related to memory keeping or tangential, like what's going on in your world and what's lighting you up? Yeah, so I... Um, I was a big project lifer for many years. I think I used the product for eight years. I have a lot of different project life albums, my baby books, my, my family yearbooks. 
Um, I loved it until I found a a simpler solution for me. Um, I haven't always been into scrapbooking and I was sort of overwhelmed by the creative decisions required in a lot of scrapbooking products. So I have been really excited about a very simple design program called Album Stomp. And they don't have creative elements, so it probably wouldn't appeal to most scrapbookers. But I love the simplicity of it. You bring your photos in, you drag them onto the page, they automatically snap into a collage, and then you can just rotate through the given collages until you find one that you like. So my pages come together so fast, and I just do it once a year now instead of my previous process where I kind of was doing it every week or every month. So this is a lot simpler for me. I'm spending less time on our family yearbooks. Oh, what a great tip. I'm sure our listeners will love to explore that as an option. We're always talking about ways you can, even if you're still doing more traditional scrapbooking as well, but to tackle some of those projects in a more minimalistic, you know, fast and efficient format. Yeah, I discovered it. I was a wedding photographer before I became a photo organizer, and I discovered it when I was creating albums for people. So that really simplistic kind of wedding album look. Mm -hmm. And then I only recently realized like, hey, I could do this for my family yearbooks too. Why am I over? complicating this. And I believe you could bring in your elements. If you have elements from other companies, you could bring them in as photos in the collage. It's just not going to be as geared to those elements and to the journaling as some of the other options out there. Now, is there a good selection of like topography options and and font formatting and to be able to put text wherever you want? Yes, you can put it wherever you want. So you can put it over photos or in white spaces, and you can use any font that is installed on your computer. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, I just love being able to make the books right on my computer. I had been doing it on my iPad, and it's so much more convenient for me to go back if I'm working on old projects where those pictures aren't on my iPad anymore. It's so much more convenient to just do it right on my computer with that nice big screen. Well, we will include a link to Album Stomp in our show notes. Thank you for this tip. Yep. Yeah, it's a one-time purchase. I believe it's $99, but it's not a subscription, which is another thing that was really important to me. Very cool. Very cool. So we also always talk about our bucket list. And a bucket list is kind of this idea of there's stories that we want to tell, whether that's in a photo book format, single layouts, things that we want to make sure get captured for the future. Do you have a story that you still are kind of holding on to and you, you really want to tell someday? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I've always kept it so simple. I make one family yearbook a year and people ask, oh, don't you do anything for each kid? And I did their baby books and that was it. So I I don't have this long list because I've intentionally kept it so short because Mm -hmm. that that is how I work. But I have been working on this project for my mother-in-law for a long time where I've kind of been creating these albums that tell the story of her life. And I've done five so far. So there's different chapters like when she was younger and then when she got married and then when each kid came along. And then recently I just did one that was her trip around the world that she and her mother did when she was 16 for two months. They spent the summer traveling all around the world. And I made the book. I scanned all the pictures and made the book. Well, of course, I thought that was the end of this project, but she came back and said, well, we did one other trip around the U.S. and I would like you to make a book for that too. So that's the one that's kind of been sitting on the kind of the bottom of my to-do list. Like, I know I need to do this for her. And I will get to it maybe for like a Christmas present or something. I need that deadline to motivate me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So that's probably my next bucket list memory keeping. It's just a really cool project how they kind of have grown in chapters almost. They're the separate books, but they all go together in one collection. 
So I'm, I'm guessing that in your work, helping others through your business, it kind of helps you maybe with these gift projects a little bit more, gives you a different perspective um, mm-hmm. in a way that maybe you didn't do before. Yes, it really motivates me to finish. I did another gift project for my parents. They um, hired a very inexpensive wedding photographer and all of their pictures turned pink within like a couple months. And so my mom has never really had an album that she ever showed me as a kid growing up. And so for their 40th wedding anniversary, I uh, scanned all of those kind of vintage faded photos and I restored them in Photoshop and I made them a new wedding album. And that was an enormous project. And if I didn't have this business, like I was sharing it online as I went and people were asking me for updates. I, I I don't know that I ever would have finished. So yes, this business really helps me get to the finish line on some projects because it's a lot easier when they're not your own photos to me. Oh yeah, for sure. It definitely yeah. is. I'm curious with the restoration, is there any, like, is there one tip that you learned from that, that process that you didn't know before that was really helpful? I'm I'm self-taught in Photoshop, mm-hmm. so I, I had learned a lot of things as a photographer, and I, I thought, oh, I'll play around with this and see if I can do it. And it was truly like painting, like you would pick one color and you would paint it back into the places that it goes in the photo. And I had to ask my mom, like, what color were the bridesmaid dresses? I can't tell from how much these have faded. And so she sort of helped me to get the colors accurate. There are um, programs that make it easier. So I did it all manually and it was very time consuming to do that project for all of their photos. But there's a program called Vivid Pics. Okay. I think it's V-I-V-I-D-P-I-X, I think. And it's an automated program where you just drag it in and it does a pretty good job. Like It's not going to be quite what you can do by hand manually, but man, it would have saved me so much time if I would have just like called it good and used that software. Well, I think there's two things there. One is that technology is always improving, too, to make our lives Mm -hmm. easier. And the more sophisticated it gets, the more you're going to be happy with the results. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the, the, the decision you have to make about how much time do I want to invest in this versus the outcome? Like what, yeah. what is good enough? And that, that the answer may be different for everyone, even different by project too. Yeah, for sure. This scanner that I use has an automatic restoration feature where it scans and it saves the original and then it saves this enhanced version. And I tested that with the wedding photos and it was okay. It was certainly better than what it looked like, but where you can take it manually if you're willing to invest that time was so much better. Mm-hmm. So I think you you have different options of what level, you know, what you're going to be happy with for this project since it was so special. Oh yeah. I really took it all the way and it was so time consuming. Yeah. But worth it. I'm sure. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. It was the coolest gift I could have given them for that anniversary for sure. I'm curious. Did you share anything about that project on your blog or social media where we could link to it? Yes. I do have a blog post that shows a couple pages from it. And then I think I might have a highlight saved in my Instagram stories from when I was actually going through it. That was a while ago, but yes, it is on my blog for sure. We will link that up in the show notes as well. So we've done a great job already of getting into our theme for this episode and it's geek month at Simple Scrapper. And (laughs) I hope you take it as a compliment that you're one of the first people I thought of when we were putting together our guest list for this month. (laughs) That accurately describes me for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So my first question for you is what's the geekiest system that you have and why does it work perfectly for you? I think everything I do, everything (laughs) that I, my whole job, like being a professional photo organizer, 
Like I'm super into technology and all of this cool ways that we can harness it to save our, uh, save ourselves time. Um, I'm obsessed with duplicate finding software. I don't know if everybody's tried it yet. I have a couple of blog posts for free on that have tutorials for it, but Oh my gosh, it's so cool to me to watch duplicate finders work because they're not even just looking at the file names or the timestamps. They're actually like analyzing the visual components of the photo to determine if they match. And you can adjust the slider for matching level so it brings back identical matches, but then you can also use it to bring back bursts or, you know, those series where we took way too many pictures and we really should have narrowed it down to one. Yeah. It's it's just so cool that that technology exists to me. So every time I'm organizing someone's collection, that's my favorite step is when it comes back and tells me how many hundreds of gigabytes of duplicates it found. And then when I hit delete, it's just like the geekiest, most exciting moment for me. Well, I think that 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 is your favorite step is uh, that's awesome because so many people list that as their biggest challenge and their biggest worry and yeah. headache is that yeah. they can't find them and they don't even know what they're doing. And then the software sometimes can be some of it, especially in the past. I'm sure hopefully it's improving mm-hmm. over time um, because it can be confusing to know, OK, which copy am I actually deleting here? Yes. So that's the coolest part is they have built in logic now where it prioritizes the things that have the highest resolution or they're the biggest file size. You can have it prioritize raw files instead of the edited JPEGs. Uh, It can even identify things. iPhones now use that HEIC format. It can compare that to other formats and decide which one is worth keeping. So it's, I mean, it just continues to get better and better. I think of the alternative of you trying to research every image. Do I have this in another folder? I mean, holy cow, think of the time that this software saves you. It's just mind-blowing. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So another way that I often hear about intimidation is anything else that's automated. You know, it could be your photo backup, but I think oftentimes the automation of moving your photos from point A to point B, whether you're using... Dropbox or you're using Lightroom. There's so many, you know, iCloud. There's so many ways to do that these days and everyone Mm -hmm. works a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have to reduce that kind of black box? I don't know how this is working feeling that also often happens at the same time that you're worried about breaking something or, or, or not really understanding what's happening. If you tried, if you try to poke under the hood, if you will. Yeah, that so that's totally me. I have some serious trust issues when my visibility is removed. That's one reason I struggle personally with iCloud because you kind of just hand it all over to Apple and you're like, okay, if you say it's good, it's it's good. And that is really unsettling to me. That's one reason I use I use both Dropbox and Amazon. And in both of those scenarios, when you enable backup and it backs up from your camera roll, you get account. At the end of the day, you get account 11,000 have backed up and you can see that matches your camera roll. And so it's easy to get those checks where you see, okay, this matches. I have a hundred percent. You don't really get that feeling from iCloud, but some people love iCloud. So it's kind of just a personal preference. So I've built in checks kind of for myself every Mm -hmm. step of the way. So that's one I check to make sure the whole phone is backed up. And then if I'm ever copying things from a computer to a hard drive, well, after it says it's complete, I always check to make sure the size is the same of it. I just am a little overly paranoid when it comes to that. You know, oh, I, that I do the same thing. So I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, I get it. I understand why people 
are intimidated by it because you are handing over this level of trust. Like, would I know if something broke? I don't know. It's just very unsettling. Well, I think we've all been through experiences in the past where you thought a system was set Mm -hmm. up right and then you realized later that it wasn't. And hopefully you were able to fix that, but sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't. You know, you thought everything was backed up and then maybe you wiped your phone or or who knows, or you yep. lost your phone. Yep. And that's that's another reason that I left Apple is I didn't want to feel old. Well, I didn't leave Apple. I love Apple. I left iCloud because I didn't want to feel really stuck or tied to one system. I've seen so many things come and go and you have too in the photo world, like cloud services that are the next greatest thing and then they're not even around anymore. So <laughs> that's kind of why I exited and I have all my files in my own control, just in simple folders that I can then take wherever I want. If I want to use it in Lightroom, I'll take my folders in there. If I want to use them in Apple Photos, I'll take my folders in there. But now I feel like I've kind of regained the control. I have one folder that's nicely organized. That's my entire collection and I can take it where I want. So if Dropbox changes their terms, fine, I'll leave Dropbox and find something else. But I have it like already in my possession. That's super important to me. So we we talked about Dropbox a couple of times now, and there, this this wasn't something that I had listed for you, but one of the concerns that I often share with our community is that Dropbox can be a good cloud service because it's you know it's keeping backup copies, but if you sync your Dropbox with multiple computers that other people use. I feel like Hmm. that creates a danger because all of a sudden somebody's like, well, I need to free up some space in this computer. Oh, she has these copies elsewhere. I can delete them all. And then all of a sudden your photo library is gone. Yeah, it can operate in the same way as iCloud, where if you delete it off one device, it deletes everywhere. If you have it set up using sync that because that's the big difference between sync and backup. So I use Dropbox a little differently where that one folder I'm talking about that's in my possession, it's on an external hard drive, that's my first copy. And then Dropbox is my second copy. So Dropbox isn't syncing with my originals. I've like made a second copy. So if I accidentally deleted five folders from Dropbox, it's okay. I still have the originals. Ah, okay. Okay. So you're you're using Dropbox kind of as almost the last step. Yeah. And it's, You know, it's good and bad because then I don't have it automatic. There's not like if I add new things to my 2020 folder, they don't automatically get added to Dropbox. I have to remember, copy those changes over. But that way I know I have two static copies so that otherwise, if you're using just one synced copy, I think you have to view that as only one copy, even though it's showing up on your computer and in Dropbox and on your phone and another computer, it's all the same copy. And I think you need to have more than one. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think there's, to me, that's a little bit of a false sense of security. Yes, it's, it's probably more safer than, than only having it on a folder on your computer, but it's still the same. It's one single copy. So if it gets corrupted, for example, it's corrupted everywhere. Correct. Yeah. So that's why I, I use it as a backup and not a sync. That would be the difference. Okay. So like digging into this a little bit more, some people kind of have different philosophies on photo backup. Some Mm -hmm. are more into, I want to have just my photos backed up and I want to have them all in the cloud. And I think, um, you know, Lightroom CC now called just Lightroom is a good one. We mentioned iCloud where everything, the whole idea is that all your photos live in the cloud and other Mm -hmm. people are more a little more control interested and maybe want to have your whole computer backed up that includes your photos, but that sometimes that makes them less accessible unless you're taking steps like you mentioned to make them accessible. Which, how do you approach this? 
I think it's super important to have a local copy and a cloud copy. So I never recommend, oh, just put everything in the cloud. People don't need computers anymore. That That's kind of like where everyone's going. I feel like it's like, yeah. oh, just put everything in Google or everything in Dropbox. You don't even need local storage anymore. I definitely disagree with that. I think it's important to have one local copy and one cloud copy in case that cloud service God forbid something went wrong. I mean, that doesn't happen very often, but they could very easily change their user terms or their pricing. I mean, there could be things that happen and you decide you want to leave. I also think, what if you want to go up to a cabin that doesn't have any service? You should have you should have all of your files accessible to you without Wi-Fi. I mean, that they're your files. So I think it's important to have a local copy and a cloud copy, like 100%. I always set up every client that way. Now, in terms of the rest of your computer versus your photos, my Backup Bootcamp course is focused on photos and videos and getting that all organized in one collection. So it doesn't really talk about what do you do with documents and music and those other things. There are some good like full service solutions like Backblaze or crash plan that will back up your whole computer or time machine. But I, I'm such a control freak. I'm like, I'm just going to copy and paste the folders I want to back up. And that's good enough. Sure. Sure. I also, so you can do time machine. It backs up your entire computer, but whenever I get a new computer, I always opt to just start fresh. So if my computer did crash, I know I've backed up the documents and the music and the things that were important to me. And I would just kind of take that opportunity to start with a clean slate and only bring what I choose back to my new computer. Oh, I feel that way. Yes, definitely. For every computer, every house move, like everything, I'd rather have the clean slate than try to and make new decisions that are even better than the previous ones. Yes, that's kind of why I that's kind of why I've pieced my backup together versus like a full service solution. Cause if my computer does crash, I know I want the important things to come back, but I'll take or leave that other stuff. That was kind of just clutter. Oh yeah, for sure. I think my, you know, I use Backblaze and my, uh, anything that's important lives on the external hard drive. And so that's what gets backed up. And so that can move from computer to computer. And if it's really on my laptop, I don't really care. Cause like to me, I I frequently just delete all my downloads. Cause if I didn't pull it out and put it somewhere safe, then it probably doesn't matter. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I like to be tidy, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So you mentioned your uh, yearbook class and you've done a lot of reviews of photo books over the years and our community, we always kind of referred to them like, oh, well, go check out that review again and see what you thought because it's such, such thorough reviews. And I'm curious what you learned from testing so many different services. <laughs> I have so many books in my office. People always ask, what do you do with the books? I'm like, I still just have them in stacks because to get the best comparison, I order the same book so yeah. that I can compare like the photos, the same photo across all of the different printing companies. And so I have like just a ridiculous number. It has been such a good exercise though. I originally did it because as a photo organizer, I'm providing, sometimes I make books for my clients and I wanted to make sure like I had my go-to company. And when I went through this, I was just so surprised at how much they vary that I immediately turned it into a blog post because I was like, everybody needs to just save themselves all this money that I spent on this comparison and just go with 
these really good ones. So yeah, I've done it for hardcover books twice because I had gotten so many requests for different companies I didn't include in the first one. And then I just did, I recently just did it for soft cover books as well. And it, it's been so good because it helped me really feel confident in my offerings as a, a photo organizer. Oh, that's fascinating. So what's, what are your top two, I guess, given yes. different situations? Yeah, it's a little different because everyone's going to have their priorities if it's cost or if it's page count or if it's lay flat. Uh, for me, my ultimate favorite is Printique. They used to be called Adorama Picks. Mm-hmm. They will hold up to 100 pages. I love them because they are definitely a step above your basic photo book like Blurb or Shutterfly. They have like a thicker page and it lays flat and it just feels like an elevated quality. So it's it to me, it's in between your basic photo book and like your fancy wedding album, but you can still get it. I pay under 150 for my book every year. So I feel like that's still a very reasonable price to get that amount of quality they have. I totally agree. Yeah. I did blurb for eight years. This the last two years I've done printique since discovering them. I also love that they offer a 10 by 10 size, which blurb doesn't offer. Um, It just fits it better into my hands. That's another personal preference thing, but I, I love reading the 10 by 10 size, the 12 by 12 feels big and bulky to me, especially because my kids are little. And when I watch them page through it, I'm like, gosh, that book is bigger than them. (laughs) (laughs) So I switched this year to Printique. um, But I know it it does cost more than some of the other places out there. So I know that's kind of the big hurdle for some people. Also, that 100 page limit can be too tight for some people. What about for ones that have if you want to do more than a hundred pages, like say you're doing a traditional, like two pages per week project life type book, yeah. and you need to have more than a hundred. Blurb has always been my recommendation there because I think you can go like 300 something pages. Yeah, I um, so. And my tip there is to up, upgrade to the Proline Pearl paper. I, um, in my test, I ordered the paper swatch kit from Blurb and discovered the Proline Pearl. It is really nice. It's a photographic kind of paper. So it feels very similar to the really nice books that you get from the Project Life app. It doesn't lay flat like their books do, but it's a similar feel to the page. Nice, nice. I'm excited about that one. I am do- actually doing a two pages per week um, Project Life using Adobe InDesign directly to okay. Blurb. And so I'm excited. I I followed your review and I'm like, that's what I'm doing this year. So... Yeah. So I didn't leave Blurb because I was ever unhappy with them. So I'll still recommend them. I just preferred the feel of the Printique book and I preferred that 10 by 10 size. So for me, I was like, well, I like this better, but there was nothing wrong with my Blurb books. People asked me if I was going to go back and reprint them. I was like, no, that would be so much money. And really the, the, the Blurb books are great. So stick with them. I use the Lightroom import. It's probably the same as InDesign where it's just synced seamlessly. Yeah, with I've done that in the past awesome. too, but I wanted more control this time, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not a lot of design variables there. That's cool. InDesign. I'm intimidated by InDesign. It's, you know, you. if you've ever done anything in page design in the past, like you use like PageMaker or Cork Express or, I mean, really mm-hmm. even PowerPoint, like moving things around on a page. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty easy to learn. Yeah. That's awesome. You would just get so much, so many more options to customize everything, I'd imagine. Yes, for sure. I'm So I'm curious if, 
you know, you've, you've worked with so many clients over the years and, and even just serving people more broadly through your classes and in social media, what are some of the biggest geeky challenges that you see and, and what are your kind of top solutions for those? So I think the hands down, the biggest stumbling block that everyone has when it comes to organizing their pictures is they get totally caught up in the junk. They they decide, okay, today's my day. I'm going to tackle my photo organi- organization and they go straight to trying to clean up the junk. And sure, there, sure, we all want to get rid of junk. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is that it is truly an endless task. If you're going through a camera roll that has 60,000 items on it, for example, when are you ever going to hit the point where you feel ready to move on to the next step? You probably won't. So I always tell people, set aside the junk, like we're just accepting that it's there, but let's move on to more important things like getting it all backed up and getting it all organized. You can do those tasks with junk in there. And then you can always come back to clean up the junk in the future. It will always be there for you. But at least let's get those crucial steps of backing it up and getting it organized. Let's get that done. And then we'll worry about the junk later. I just gave a similar piece of advice related to photo book projects is that, you know, you took, say you took 1200 photos on the trip. There's going to be a lot of junk. (laughs) Uh I don't want you to spend your time focusing on narrowing it down and comparing those six similar shots, go through quickly and pick the hundred best to start working on a project. You might pick more later, but if you can just get your mind around this hundred and stop looking at the rest, you'll be able to move forward. Yes. Oh, totally. I totally agree. And I absolutely understand why people feel they need to delete the junk first. That, That seems logical, but I've seen it over and over again where it's you're going to lose all of your motivation before you, you get through the junk. And so then you're never going to finish this project. So just try try flipping it my way. <laughs> try yeah. doing the doing the organizing and the backing up first. And then you can always go back to the junk. It'll always be there for you. Well, it feels like low-hanging fruit, but it's also mm-hmm. like just, it's not fun, depressing. It doesn't like excite you and get you, you know, interested and in, in motivated by your memories to keep working on this project. Yeah, it's going to be way more fun to watch that duplicate finder I was talking about when it returns yes. all of your duplicates. <laughs> that's going to be way more fun. 100%. And that's automated and that's going to delete a ton of your junk there and that's automatic. Yes. So yeah. I'm curious during during pandemic times, have you spent more time with your photos or less? Like there's no wrong answer here. We're all going mm-hmm. through this uniquely. So yeah, um, less for sure. I have little kid. So I've got a seven and a five-year-old in their home here with me full time. And so I lost my work hours, but I didn't lose. Thankfully, I didn't lose my work. Um, And so I'm able to still continue to work remotely, organizing people's photos. I feel like demand has increased in the pandemic because people are thinking about like, hey, I always said I would do this. Now, that was my time. And so my personal work time has definitely taken a huge hit. I have to do most of my work at night while I wait for some childcare solution to come in the near future. I understand. I understand. I was just curious to see, you know, how you were, how you were coping with all of that. So, yeah, I am so thankful for my line of work though, because I can keep, I can keep working right now, which is, has been wonderful, but it's more that I just don't have the hours to devote because my kids need a lot from me right now. For sure. But it won't be forever. (laughs) Someday we'll go back to what we felt was normal. Yes, that's for sure. Well, and I think that it's, as you said, that, you know, the business has maybe been a little bit more bustling than normal because people are mm-hmm. thinking about what's really important to them. 
mm-hmm. and making sure that their their photos and their memories are protected is I yep. think, a, a value that that so many people have. Whether they consider themselves a true memory keeper or a scrapbooker, they're mm-hmm. everyone's taking photos and everyone wants to not lose their photos. Yeah. Yep. And everyone, well, everyone's sitting around now noticing their camera roll a little bit more because they have time. Well, most people have time to see it. I definitely saw an increase in people registering for my backup boot camp when this all started. Everyone was like, this is finally my chance. And so with that, there's a lot of technical support that I put into that course because I've made the course as simple as possible because I don't want it to be overwhelming. I want it to be easy to follow. But the reality is everybody ends up with a unique situation. (laughs) Everybody has some weird technical glitch that they hit. And so I'm in that Facebook group every day answering questions. And so I've had a lot more people, I've seen a lot more people doing the organizing work, which has then led to more support on my side. So I know people are thinking about it right now. I've seen them taking action on it. Well, thank you. I'm like, I just, you know, I feel like we're, we're sisters in arms. We may approach things a little differently, but we both share this passion for helping people get their memories captured. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Can you can you share more about maybe what you have planned up coming in the, the second half of this year and, and where we can find you online? Yes, sure. Um, my next big release is going to be my new course. It's called Mac Basics. And through this role where I've been handling people's computers remotely, where I'm logged into their computer and I'm working in front of them, I've really realized how much I know about like the basic operations of a computer. I've always been pretty techy and I've kind of always figured out shortcuts and things, but I didn't realize how little was universally known. And so I'm constantly doing things on people's computers where they say, Hey, wait, how did you do that? Oh my gosh, you did that so fast. I didn't even see you do it. You know, there's just all these little things I've realized is a gap where people don't understand how to use their Macs properly, or they're just not even aware of everything their Mac can do. So the course is going to be focused on the basics, like how you set it up, different things that you should turn on or off, how you use Finder. And then it's going to get into some of the detailed stuff like iMovie and iPhotos and iCloud, even though I know I just said I don't use it. I can still share a lot of insights into how it works and how you can make it work for you. Well, and I think that if there's there's some there's a subset of people who are if you're going to be an all Apple person, you want to go yes. all in and really buy into the system and really invest in that because you believe in yes. it. And I think that's when that's when their their plan really really works because it all yes. does fit together. It's when you're trying to cobble together, you know, multiple operating systems is when things aren't as seamless. Yes, and in my so my backup bootcamp course really is teaching you how to get your stuff out. I mean, not I don't say that necessarily like I'm not telling you to turn off iCloud, but I'm teaching you how to make a copy outside of iCloud and get that organized and backed up elsewhere. And so sometimes I do have people come through. They're like, "Well, I don't. I'm totally happy in the Apple Photos program, and I'm totally happy with iCloud, and I don't want a different solution." And so I feel like that's been a gap in my education. Is what do you do inside the Apple Photos program to really? leverage all of the abilities that it has. Well, it sounds like a really valuable class. I know that I actually just switched from Mac to PC this year and it's <laughs> been a learning curve that way just because yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know the things, you know, all the fun things they introduce in the decades mm-hmm. since I last used a PC. So doesn't it feel a little bit like coming home though? Cause I grew up on a PC and whenever I organize photos on a PC for a client, I'm always like, Oh, that's right. It's so logical on a PC. You know where everything is, and it's still kind of the same as it used to be 10 years ago. It's definitely more like everything's laid out for you. 
Mm-hmm. But in that respect, I do miss Finder being so simple because whereas mm-hmm. in Windows Explorer, it's like this long list of all the things like we must show yes. you all the things at all times. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a, a simplicity. I don't know. The interface on the Mac just is simpler. But sometimes there's visibility issues where people, they don't even know where things are saved because you don't see it in Finder like you do on a PC. Yes. And so your website is MissFreddy.com, right? Yep, MissFreddy.com. And I'm at Miss.Freddy on Instagram. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It was so cool to start getting to know you. Hopefully we can connect more in the future. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you go away and remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. (laughs) 